everyone. This is Morgan Phelps with Acuity Brands. Thank you for tuning in to the Women in Sustainability and Enterprise podcast, also known as WISE. We created this podcast to elevate the voices and achievements of women within Acuity Brands who are working towards a more sustainable environment and workplace. As Acuity continues their sustainable journey, we want to amplify the stories of the women who helped us get here because it takes us all. Welcome to our journey. Welcome to the Women in Sustainability and Enterprise podcast. I'm your co-host, Simran Clare, alongside Lauren Scott. And today, our guest is Tara Bellany. Tara is a lighting professional with a focus on promoting lighting solutions for healthcare, behavioral health, confinement, and vandal-prone environments. She has been working with Acuity as an architectural specification manager for the past three years, collaborating with agency partners and specifiers across North America. Tara holds a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Communication and Information from Rutgers University in New Jersey, where she specialized in strategic public relations. In her previous work experience, she focused on product management, buying, and sales. Her most recent work has focused on UV light disinfection technology education and ensuring healthcare and behavioral health facilities have the appropriate lighting for patient healing, staff satisfaction, and retention. Tara is also a member of Women in Light Design, WILD, a group of lighting professionals that supports personal growth, mentorship, and knowledge sharing within the lighting community. She currently resides in Charlotte, North Carolina, where she enjoys spending time outdoors and walking trails with her dog, Cutter. And now, over to Lauren. Thanks, Simran. Tara, in your own words, could you run our listeners through your professional journey so far and how you got to where you are at Acuity Brands? Sure, I'd love to. And just thank you, ladies, for having me on your podcast today. But I really started my lighting career in 2018 when I first joined Luminaire LED as a regional sales manager, which at the time was actually an independent lighting manufacturer. Fast forwarding about a year after that, Luminaire LED joined the Luminaires Group alongside some other familiar brands that we know today, such as Eureka, Alight, and Luminous, which are also part of Acuity Brands. Then from there, the Luminaires Group was acquired by Acuity Brands. And it was only about a year and a half into my role. And I'd gone through two acquisitions, which really seemed like a whirlwind at the time. Um, But ending up at Acuity Brands ended up being the perfect storm for me. And now I really can't imagine myself anywhere else now. But Luminaire LED is a brand that is very technical. It works in vandal-prone environments. We're dealing with very durable products. Um, And then my team also acquired uh, healthcare lighting um, as a product category. So healthcare lighting also works in really specific spaces. Um, So these two really tied together uh, quite nicely. So being able to speak to all of the features and benefits of these two product groups is kind of a, a perfect mesh for me. And that's kind of how I ended up here. You have a really interesting background through your previous work in the fashion and retail industry. What did you learn in these roles that you think brings a different edge to our industrial technology sector? So fashion moves so fast and there are constantly new designs stemming from all different types of inspiration, which absolutely makes it so exciting. But the fashion industry really taught me not only how quickly things can morph and develop, but also about manufacturing and, and sourcing goods and materials in order to make that product. And when someone thinks about fashion, your mind immediately goes to glamour and couture runway shows. 
But on the flip side, behind the scenes, a lot of what's happening really gets into the nitty gritty details of bringing materials in. What are those lead times that we're dealing with? What are those costs associated um, in order to make that garment or to make that light fixture? But I knew all of these details beforehand from working in the fashion industry. And now that I was working for a manufacturer like Luminaire LED, like Acuity Brands, I kind of knew what that involvement looked like. Um, and, and knowing what it takes to develop that product is very, very valuable because you become that storyteller. You become a storyteller in front of your audiences, in front of your customers and your agents of how we arrived at this exact product. Was it feedback that we got from the field? Was it internal brainstorming? Was this developed off of a previous successful product? So knowing all of those details, you become the trusted source that sees the entire scope. And you're not just focusing in on sales dollars as, as a regional salesperson. You really are able to see it from start to finish. Um, and, and that, I believe, is, is really, really powerful. So kind of bridging that gap of manufacturing from the fashion and, and retail industry and also kind of bringing that over to the lighting side of things has been probably the key link for me. I think that's a really incredibly refreshing approach to our industry. I'm curious, can you share how you made that transition and what spurred your interest in coming over to the lighting industry? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I had been uh, freshly out of school. I had been living in New Jersey commuting on the train back and forth to New York City for about four years. Um, and at the time, I was so bright-eyed and really willing to do just about anything to be part of the fashion world. And after a couple years of unpaid internships cleaning out sample closets, I thought any paid role was just incredible at the time. But I spent a large chunk of my fashion career working at a corporate office of a large department store doing a little bit of product development, a little bit of buying for home furnishings, and then later on, um, men's shoes. And, and those early days were really exhilarating, especially when we had market weeks and we had vendors come into the office and, and show us some of their latest creations. I really, really loved it. But as time passed, the commute became more and more dreadful. I was working long hours for little pay. It started to wear on me. Um, and I really just knew that I, I had to make a change. And I, I knew that internally kind of a switch went off and I didn't really feel like myself anymore. Really just my sparkle had faded. My bubbly personality had, had become dimmed. Um, but I did have some friends that worked um, in the lighting industry locally in New Jersey um, and had kind of rekindled our connection. Um, and we started talking about roles and what we wanted to do um, as far as uh, future endeavors. Um, and before I knew it, I was interviewing for a regional sales role for Luminaire LED, which previously was based in New Jersey. And just from some of my experiences, being able to speak to product details really helped me quite a bit um, in making that transition from the fashion world into the lighting and electrical industry definitely seems very disconnected, but I promise you there are a lot of similarities when we talk about production and product um, and being able to understand uh, features and benefits. Um, they, they do tie back to each other quite closely. 
Shifting the conversation to your edition, you received your bachelor's degree from Rutgers University in Communication with an interesting concentration in strategic public communication, public relations, and minored in digital communication. What do you think is the power of communication in terms of sustainability? Wow. So I think it's extremely powerful. Communication and sustainability go hand in hand. Just when we think about the messaging alone that has really focused on sustainability and educating the public in the past five, 10 years is huge. We didn't have these Fortune 500 companies talking about sustainability um, you know, up until this point in time. And, and these corporations needed to figure out a way through the use of public communication to explain what it is that they're doing that makes such a difference, to explain to the public that they are carbon neutral or that they have reduced their carbon footprint over X period of time. This is really valuable information that makes different corporations and companies stand out from one another um, and that they are doing good for their people and for their environment around them. But as far as you know, communication and sustainability, this is definitely uncharted territory. Sustainability is somewhat of a newer concept. But when that messaging is done right and it's simple and people understand it, they're going to choose you every time. So communication is, is a lot more than what meets the surface. There's a lot that goes into it in regards to messaging on all different types of platforms that all flows together um, to, to ensure that the public understands what sustainability really is and what it means to that company. You're mentioning earlier that you joined the Acuity team through acquisition in the fall of 2020. Can you share a little bit about how you've seen our sustainability journey as an organization since then? Before COVID, as, as salespeople, we spent so much time on airplanes, driving in cars, planes, everything for just a handful of meetings. And, and we were spending a lot of time away from our families, um, which definitely uh, kind of can lead to more burnout a, a lot faster. But now in this, in this virtual world, we have a highly effective resources and digital communication practices in place that allow us to reach a broader audience than, than we ever thought about doing prior to the pandemic. We've done nationwide product launches virtually where we've had over 500 people watching our product videos at once. We're able to do that in just one day. Think about the time that it would take to go out and visit all of those customers. And, and in today's world, everyone is moving so fast and our decisions need to be made quickly in order to benefit the business. So being virtual, um, when, when appropriate, um, is, is so beneficial because it allows us to be so agile and, and move quickly where we need to be. Can you tell us how you've seen the healthcare industry evolve over the last couple of years and how Acuity has adopted our offerings to this critical industry since then? Healthcare as an industry as a whole has evolved immensely in, in just the past five, 10, even 20 years. Um, these spaces look completely different. And that's really attributed to now we are honing in on these patient centered designs that are really intended to put 
the patient at the epicenter. We are bringing in more technology that allows the patient to feel empowered and comfortable in these spaces when they are on the road to recovery. So Acuity Brands has done an excellent job through the use of Enlight controls being embedded into healthcare lighting fixtures, but also all of our fixtures um, in, in giving patients control and giving them that autonomy so that they can feel comfortable in those environments, but also that the staff has really simple and intuitive controls in these spaces as well. And most recently, we've added in UV technologies into different products. So these UV technologies are really designed to reduce airborne and surface pathogens in spaces to mitigate the spread of viruses and bacteria. And that is so important in the healthcare industry, especially when we start talking about hospital-acquired infections um, that do cost healthcare providers millions of dollars every single year. Being able to reduce those is, is a really big difference and it's a total game changer. One term that we are hearing quite often as part of this transition is CARE 222. For those of our listeners who are not necessarily in the thick of it, can you explain a little bit more the, the basics of this technology? So CARE 222 technology, I often describe as Acuity Brand's flagship solution for UV. And CARE 222 uses far UVC light that is filtered to the 222 nanometer wavelength that is able to inactivate viruses and bacteria at energy levels that are so low they do not penetrate living tissue in the skin or even go beyond the tear layer in the eye. So this means that we are able to bring filtered 222 nanometers into occupied spaces and that's able to treat airborne pathogens and also surface pathogens. So these CARE-222 modules using the CARE-222 technology filter 222 nanometers, we actually are able to embed them into Acuity branded fixtures that we know and love, such as the Lithonia BLT, even Gotham Downlights, and we even have some other standalone units that fall into the healthcare lighting brand. So we can seamlessly bring in UV into spaces with it being really, really architecturally pleasing. And these are not just for healthcare environments. We can bring UV disinfection lighting into all different types of public spaces, whether that's restrooms, schools, retail, hospitality, commercial office spaces, the list just goes on and on. You're one of the first leaders of sales to launch CARE 222 at Acuity Brands. Could you tell us how our customers are responding to this technology? First and foremost, our customers are so excited to be part of this launch. And UV technology is something new, and it makes a difference in these spaces. But with that, there's definitely a lot of education involved. Um, and on, on my behalf, I need to be the subject matter expert when it comes to UV in explaining how this technology really works. So we're getting not only in front of our agency partners and our direct customers, but also their customers who may be engineers, they may be architects, they could be lighting designers as well. Oftentimes, some of the comparisons that I get to UV technology 
people will revert back to when LEDs first came on the scene and people were a little skeptical, but over time, the technology did become adopted. So the work that my team has done in the past year and a half, I really just see that as being the very tip of the iceberg. And there still is a lot of work to be done, but we will continue to educate about this technology. We will continue to do pilot studies and incorporate it into environments um, that we are really proud to showcase. Um, I know even a couple of our Acuity Brands facilities do have Care222 installed um, in, in, in their spaces so people can see how it works, actually, including um, our showroom in New York City. On the topic of the future of lighting, what role do you think that lighting is going to play going forward in terms of offering solutions for both people and the planet? I love thinking about this topic and really the sky is just the limit because lighting is so much more than just lighting. Lighting gives our bodies signals and cues that we follow that tells us when to wake up and when to go to sleep. And lighting also tips into other categories that trigger other senses. For example, specific acoustic material for noise reduction that allows people to concentrate better in the workplace or allow for quieter healthcare environments when people are trying to rest. We even have light fixtures that I just mentioned, uh, including UV, and some that act as double duty air filtration units to improve overall air quality in spaces. Through LEED and, and greener buildings, I think that we will just see lighting really evolve so much more um, as we go forward and allow it to add to our overall well-being. As we look towards bringing more diversity, both within acuity brands, as well as the industrial technology industry as a whole, what advice would you have for the next generation or a younger version of yourself? I think for the next generation, um, you know, looking to enter the lighting industry um, or even to break into a new industry in general, something that I would recommend is to network, make sure you're on LinkedIn and getting connected with some of those people that maybe you met at a conference um, or maybe you met at a, a showcase, um, a product showcase, but being able to have these really important connections and stay connected with these people will take you a lot further than you think. It's going the extra inch that will definitely take you the extra mile, maybe not right now, but definitely down the road. So being able to invest in yourself, invest in your connections, and going out to those extracurricular activities with colleagues and getting to know them on a little bit more of a personal level is just really simple things that can make such a big difference to you and also to your career. Now, we always like to ask a, a few more personal questions. In terms of how you incorporate sustainability and a sustainability mindset into your day-to-day, -day, can you share a couple of interests or hobbies that you do? Sure. I mean, on my day-to-day, -day, my dog Cutter is my pride and joy. I spend a lot of time with him, um, and we spend a lot of time on trails and, and walking trails. So when I'm out and about um, on some of these uh, hikes with him, make sure that we're being really conscious of our environments. And sometimes uh, we'll bring with us kind of just a little garbage bag to pick up some different items along the way and just kind of do our part to pick up a little bit of trash along the way. 
Um, but also in um, another aspect of my life in regards to sustainability, because of my fashion background, I make sure that the products that I'm purchasing and, and the fashion items that I am investing in are not fast fashion. So fast fashion is all around us. These are lower price, stylish clothes um, that are really designed to meet uh, really now trends. Um, but you want to, I, I try to stay clear of these um, and you really want to be able to invest um, in pieces that are going to be part of your life uh, for the, for the long term. So those are just a couple things that I do um, personally. Those are a couple things that I practice um, in, in my life. We often like to ask our guests if there are any resources such as books or podcasts or publications that they recommend that our listeners check out if they're interested in learning more about the sustainability journeys. Do you have any recommendations that you'd like to share? I do. I have a really good book. It's called Fashionopolis. The Price of Fast Fashion and the Future of Clothes. And that's by Dana Thomas. Um, it's a fast read. It's not long at all. Um, but again, this really kind of dives into consumerism and the cruel reality of fast fashion and what it's doing to our earth. Um, and, and not just our earth, but also um, labor markets overseas. Um, and, and everyone should really be aware of this. I know here in America, it's quite different than a lot of other places in the world. Um, but this book kind of really brings it um, up close and personal, and it gives you that inside look. Um, and it's going to change you, and it makes you think of your own closet differently and that life cycle of, of clothing. So that's a good read if, if you ever happen to check that one out. I know it is available on Audible as well. That's a great resource. The narrative sometimes around social environmental well-being can feel a little bit overwhelming or heavy. How do you manage to stay motivated both in your personal and professional life, even with this narrative? Yeah, and, and I feel working, um, you know, from home, especially you can really get caught up in some of the mundane getting through the emails. This must be done. And you're just trudging through work on a day to day basis. Um, but something that I learned from my current supervisor, his name's Tommy Nichols, um, is to really set aside some time every week and just think about the bigger picture. You have your head down and you're working, working, working. Just kind of stop everything and just ask yourself, what are some of my goals that I really want to be able to achieve personally and professionally? Um, and, and doing this really gives me a lot of clarity. I know in, in my professional career, I want to inspire young women to try something new and, and to be confident in their roles. Um, and, you know, we'll go back to Sheryl Sandberg for a second is to lean in and take a seat at the table um, and, and doing that with the utmost confidence. Um, and, and with that, work can be fun and you can make really good friends in this industry or, or any industry for that matter, um, that doesn't make it feel quite like work. Um, but just kind of being able to think of things on the larger scale um, rather than just grains of sand day in and day out, um, being able to see see the bigger picture is is certainly helpful, at least to me. We like to end our conversations by asking our guests to describe in a few short sentences what sustainability means to you. 
To me, as a lighting professional, I think of it as here we are, we have this exciting opportunity with LED performance upgrades. We now have better fixture finishes and materials that we're able to make these products out of, even better thermal management than ever before. So we're able to design lighting around the longevity of a building, not just the life of a space. And the the new finish line that we're really focused on is not just when that room is going to be renovated next. The idea is that we can design and install fixtures that are able to outlive the space. This is designed to be the long-term solution. And just now with virtual practices in, in a sales capacity, I now feel like I have time to give back to my community and be able to make it a personal mission to inspire family, friends, colleagues to give back to your local community that is able to give us so much, even if it is in those really, really small ways. Um, Maybe it's not something you do every day, but it's little ways that you're able to participate um, on the company's broader scale or even just um, within your own family. Thank you so much for your time today, Tara. It was great getting to know you a little bit more, and I'm sure our listeners are going to appreciate this episode. We genuinely cannot wait to see what's next on your sustainability journey. Thank you for supporting this month's Women of the Month here on WISE. We're looking forward to sharing more success and stories with you all here at Acuity Brands. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, and we'll see you all next month.